Hello, everyone, and welcome into episode. Ben, I forgot to look. Oh, no. Stall for me first. Oh, no. I could tell you. I Do got you it. want me to tell you? Episode 65 of the B Team podcast. I was going to say. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're coming to Is you it? live after a. Just a fantastic holiday weekend. Uh, mine was good. How was yours, Ben? It was good. I did nothing, really. We stayed home. Had to work, so we were here. Me and Katie um, watched a lot of football. Got a lot of Christmas shopping done. Uh, How many days does Katie of get off for, is... like, Thanksgiving break? Yeah. She had the whole week. Was it – did they just wrap it into fall break? She got the whole week. Different? Oh, okay. But they don't – yeah, they don't get a fall break, so it's just a whole week. And this year it falls weird. They they don't get off for Christmas till the Wednesday. The state flexes Christmas, our Columbus Day holiday. Because you know the state so – like, right the government gets off every federal holiday. Um, we flex the Columbus Day holiday to the Friday after Thanksgiving, so we just get Thursday, Friday off. Yeah. Pretty much. I think the first day, first two days of March Madness should be as well. So. I mean, to be fair, Black Friday is basically a national holiday. You know what? Let's just let's just add more holidays. Mass, you know, super, the Monday first after Super Bowl Sunday. Be too. <laughs> How about yeah? We working what ten hour shifts? I would just like to have a four day work week. That'd be lit. I'm down. I'm not. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, don't you have the don't you have the ability? They're trying to do in that? Europe is working, so we'll see. Uh, I, I can't technically, tell I guess I can just say we're open four days a week, but just like you can't <laughs> tell Joe Biden what to do. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Watch a metric f ton of football i played really poor golf by the way we were uh, yeah 90, good, 94 and a half yikes all right so yeah good holiday weekend. <laughs> it was not good i i did have some good food i cooked the turkey so that's how i know it was oh good. yeah you never told me over uh, well yeah that was good too you had The downtown area of Corinth was really nice. I was also, I was also uh, talking about pizza grocery, but yeah, yeah, I, it all looked very familiar. We passed Sparkles, the Metropolis. Yeah, that was really close to where our reception was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tuck's place, which is right by Bucks, which is you just named every same animal. people that owned Ribcage in Oxford. If you ever ate there, it's really good. They have a banging. Uh, we do have a lot of stuff to cover tonight. Yeah, yeah, we should probably like barbecue chicken and uh, beef we're gonna get to pork. Some glorious college football and like quesadilla form. Let's start off with probably the biggest game of the weekend. <laughs> uh, the biggest game. I just couldn't remember if it was barbecue pork or I think it's pork. Ohio State. Anyways, Michigan. we're talking about a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff. To Michigan talk about went into the horseshoe and came out victorious, forty-five to twenty-three. 
Yeah. What's bad is it was, what, 2017 at halftime? And then Michigan just came out in the second half, made all the adjustments, and mollywopped them. Beat them. Yeah, it was a lot of J.J. McCarthy in the first half, and then Donovan Edwards. It wasn't even Blake Corum, kind of. Um, yeah, I mean, took over there late in the game. You know, we thought this away. would be a revenge game for Ohio State from last year, uh, after Michigan beat them for the first time forever, and then Michigan just came out and ran the ball down their throats, especially in the second half. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, even with, you know, you said about Blake Corum, but, um, yeah, I mean, just a dominant effort by Michigan. There's not really much to say about it. C.J. Stroud didn't look good. Uh, Jay, uh, what's his freaking name? Uh, McCarthy. Is that right? J.J. McCarthy. Well, I don't want to say McCartney. Uh, Yeah, McCarthy looked good. Uh, I think he, he had, like, at one point, he had like three or four, like thirty-plus yard touchdown passes. At one point, I mean, they had dudes running wide open. Yeah, I mean that. And what did Ohio State say? They went out and you know what was their big thing last year? They went and got Oklahoma State. Jim Knowles. Yeah. yeah, and they had looked better, but that was just like a reversion to the norm this game. So I was we shocked. Say I that mean, they. Go ahead. We say that they've looked better, but I mean, they played one good offense this year, and they got forty three dropped on them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was gonna say I, I was shocked that they beat them. I wasn't shocked that Michigan won, but just the way they won. <clears throat> but I mean, to me, Michigan, they got to to me. They're the number one team in the country right now. Just I know they're technically number two, but I'd have them at number one. I don't think it really matters, uh, it to be completely honest. But I get what you're saying. Like, on paper, it does kind of seem like a little bit of a slight, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, Georgia just hasn't looked as hot. And I guess you're counting, I mean, Georgia did beat the absolute piss out of Oregon. So that that's good. And Tennessee. Uh, yeah, which is looking less and less good. But I guess, I mean, Michigan's wins are that great, if you go by that metric. It was yeah, I mean, they have the best win at Ohio State. Their second best win is Penn State at home, which Penn State's a top 10 team now. But uh, I don't think anyone thinks Penn State's like a super crazy good team. I don't know, man. They probably uh, walked to Auburn. <clears throat> yeah, that was the rotting corpse of Auburn, though. They didn't play with <laughs> Cadillac. Yeah, lack. Everybody keeps saying lack, and it throws me off. Like, did we just uh, just all – Except that we're gonna call them lack, or is that like an unknown thing to me? They also like he's more entertaining than the game. They keep showing him oh, more yeah. than they show Auburn's offense. That dude's yeah. I wonder how many steps. Like if you put a a Fitbit or Apple Watch on him, how many steps he gets in in the game? What's the was a pedometer or whatever yeah, it was that we used to have to use in a yeah, grade school, school gym to count our steps? That may have just been a Mississippi thing, man. No. 
Let's go walk in <laughs> Mississippi. Walkathons, that was always fun. Yeah, dude. You gotta like half a day shake. out of school to I'd sit there and just shake mine. <laughs> Uh, so the uh, Michigan is just, they were the more physical team Saturday, which is a trend now at this point. Yep. Uh, the roles are reversed in that rivalry and that both of the last two years have been such a convincing beatdown that Michigan has grabbed it by like Michigan has that rivalry by the horns now. Like Brandon yeah. Walker said it, I believe he said, if you know, if you beat him one, it's a fluke, but you beat them twice in the fashion that they did, and people start respecting Michigan again. Yeah, it's the and like every time in the second half, it felt like Ohio State would score and like get it within one or two, like you know, seven to ten points. Okay, we got a chance here, and then they would just rip off like a sixty-yard run. I mean, and they weren't hiding what they were doing. It's not like you yeah. didn't know that they were going to run yeah. right off the tackle every time. Right. They were, uh, like we said, more physical, more, better coached, more more, uh, more well-disciplined, all that kind of stuff that kind of goes along with it. Ryan uh, Day stink? I was about to ask you, Ryan Day in trouble? I don't think he stinks. I think that's a that's a harsh word, but you I'm can't lose Michigan two times in a row. Kind of stinky. <laughs> I'd take him. Eh. Eh. Which I mean, I, I guess he interviewed. He interviewed for the state job whenever they hired Moorhead. <laughs> we hired Moorhead. Uh, yeah. I mean, so yeah, that they I they mean, quickly made him like the highest paid offensive coordinator in the country, and then said, "Whenever Urban leaves, you're the head coach." So and also, I don't think the job whenever, was ever offered to him. But even if it was, uh, the person that hired Jim Moorhead has shown his. How great he is at hiring people, so why wouldn't we trust him? Um, he didn't hire that guy, but we'll get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brande. I mean, I, he's definitely in trouble. I mean, even if he doesn't stink, he's in trouble. You get beat like that by Michigan two years in a row at Ohio State, they're probably already trying to replace him. Literally, right before we got know. on, I, I read think a that's rumor more of a that Mike Ray, Mike, That's what I'm saying. Mike Vrabel to to the Buckeyes. What I'm hearing, Mike about what I'm hearing, shade. what I'm hearing. I read one tweet. <laughs> yeah, that, good enough for me. Yeah, uh, been the second Sokolov rivalry game. Tweet, tweeted it, John Sokolov. Yeah, the goat, John Sokolov. <laughs> been the second rivalry we need to talk about from this weekend. The what? The second rivalry there we go. that we need to talk about from this weekend is South Carolina beating Clemson 31 to 30. I think this is where I say I'm sorry to Shane Beamer. Yeah, feels right. I still don't I still don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> he beat the about piss him out or of, Spencer Rattler. He beat the piss out of Tennessee, then turned around and beat Clemson. That is very accurate. That is indeed what I, <laughs> DJ Uyunglele. Let me pull up his stats from this weekend. Both of those wins right there are better than anything Mike Leach has done at Mississippi State. I never said it wasn't Ben. Well, I'm just saying, like if we're, we got to respect the guy. I've heard Spencer Rattler's going to Nebraska. Oh, 
Why? He's following. Is this another thing that you just read one time on Twitter? No, he's following Satterfield. DJ Uyunglele this week was eight for twenty-nine for ninety-nine yards. Yeah, but it wasn't his fault. One of those passes was fifty-nine yards, so he threw seven passes <laughs> for forty yards. That's some that's some air raid type stuff right there. That yeah, I mean that's a that's a rough look. Spencer Rattler looked good though. I mean he had some throws, some dots in this game. Uh, yeah, it was just one of those where South Carolina was up and then Clemson came back and you're like, okay, here's where Clemson takes over and runs away with I, it. And I, then... You didn't watch the game at all. Yes, I did. Clemson was up like 14 nothing and then 16-7. What did I say? You said South Carolina was up. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. I mean, Clemson was up, South Carolina came back, and then it's kind of one of those things where you're like, okay, they, you know, they're going to, Clemson's going to run away with it here now. And Tacon just kept rolling with the punches. I mean, scoring, long plays, uh, explosive plays, special teams. So, Beamer ball. Yeah. And it was cool seeing Frank Beamer there, too. Yeah. I forgot that dude was alive. I don't mean that as disrespectful. <laughs> I, before the Pretty game kicked off, if you would have asked me, I, I know it sounds that way. I don't mean it that way. But before the game, if you had asked me if, if uh, Frank Beamer was still alive, I would have. It would have been a resounding no. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, these were Spencer Rattler's last two weeks of the season, by the way. Against Tennessee, it was 30 for 37 for 438 and six touchdowns. Pretty good. <laughs> a rating of 234 and a QBR of 97.3. Uh, and then against Clemson, he was 25 for 39 for 360 yards. Two touchdowns. He did have two picks there. One of those picks was just gross, but it doesn't matter. Still pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and then them storming the field on Clemson was fun because, you know, Clemson storms the field after every win. Yeah, they're the worst. Uh, I mean, Clemson the people Dynasty. are asking, Dabo stink? Again, I don't think Dabo stinks, but – no. Dabo is – he's the anti-Nick Saban in that neither – so Nick Saban didn't want, like, transfer portal, NIL, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But he was like, oh, if this is where college football is going, I might as well hop on board. Dabo has been like, this isn't what God intended for, like, five years now. And then he runs out in front of his team by 60 yards and looks like a goofus. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it's like he – he just can't get with the times. Like you said, Nick Saban. And just and even before that, Nick Saban, I mean, he didn't like to spread the RPO, like any of that kind of stuff. Guess what he does now? Runs all those plays. You know, he brings in people yeah. like that. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's trouble. I mean, but I think they just need a different quarterback. I just, I just don't think that he's it. And I mean, Cave, Klubnik, their five-star on their bench, he's played in four games. Hasn't looked great. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not ready to write them off yet, but they're obviously. No, the, the dynasty's done. <laughs> done. I'll, I'll say it. If you if you won't say it, I'll say it. What is it, like two years in a row they've Dunzo. missed the playoff? Dunzo. Can't wait for him to win the ship next year. You want that? No. You want Dabo back on top? No. 
Imagine him running out of the tunnel at the Orange Bowl, just 50 yards ahead of Cade Klubnik coming out. Disgusting. He Actually, needs to fucking pull a hamstring, tearing it. Dude, like, dude, we need oh to. Oh, my God, that is, dude, What a dab that's one of the more, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, severely injured. Like, he'll get over it. Even if he's in a wheelchair, he'd wheel that bad boy out in front of him. It's low-key one of the more annoying <laughs> things in college football. Imagine and just, they just running out there like send a him down the thing in a wheelchair. <laughs> just one of down the days. One of these days, it needed to just like grease up the hill. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, everyone else has pads on; they'll be okay. Dabo, I don't think that's tough right. luck, dude. I think you could definitely still just rip your knee in half. Um, I wasn't athletic enough to find out. You broke your femur. By being unathletic. <laughs> My man landed on a football and broke his femur. <laughs> it takes talent, dude. Uh, all right. The Saturday night game, USC beat Notre Dame 38-27. to Perhaps had a Heisman Trophy wrapped up that night as well. Um, dude, what a disgusting Heisman race. Oh, Caleb Williams is really good. I know, but the rest is just disgusting. It's been not like a race to the finish. It's been more of like a war of attrition. Yeah, whoever survives to the end. Yeah, Hinden Hooker lost and they got hurt. Get him out of there. Uh, Blake Corum got hurt. Get him out of there. CJ Stroud lost, looked bad. Get him out of there. Yeah, Bryce Young got hurt early. Get him out of there. Like, all right, all right, well, they're all out of there. Now who do we vote for? I, I guess this guy? Thank God Bo Nix lost another game. Bo Nix lost again? Get him out of there. <laughs> Second best quarterback in that conference is Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> that was a uh, swing and a miss in the offseason by your boy. <laughs> it's okay. We had plenty of those. Uh, yeah, so I definitely think Heisman moment. I, I don't see how they give it to anybody else at this point. Unless he gets trounced by Utah. Uh, hopefully he does, so that I don't sound like a buffoon. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, they look good. I mean, this is the Notre Dame team that has looked better as the team as the year went on. Uh, also, before this game started, I had it on the TV and watching the pregame stuff, and the two coaches were out talking pregame, and Katie looks up there and says, are they the coaches? They're really cute. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Uh, I mean, she's not wrong. They are, yeah. like, um, objectively attractive people. I mean, Lincoln Riley, I guess. I mean, Marcus Freeman, for sure. Lincoln Riley is like, um, if, uh, like, you were a kid, you went up to your mom and be like, Mom, can we get Cliff Kingsbury? And your mom's like, no, we got Cliff Kingsbury at home. Yeah, yeah, He's like, And then great that's value. just Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I agree. Um. But yeah, so that happened. So I was rattled once before the game started. Uh, I didn't watch this much the second half. I watched a good bit of the first half. So it was just a Caleb Williams show. I think he had three rushing touchdowns. Uh, they couldn't sack him. Uh, and Notre Dame, I think um, uh, Drew Pine, the quarterback, started off fifteen for fifteen or something ridiculous like that. But they didn't. They that came off. 
like that was like through three quarters. Like they just didn't throw the ball with him for whatever reason. They just kept trying to establish a run and establish a run and establish a run. Uh, and guess what? Run never established. They had no one to guard Michael Mayer and they were and Tommy Reese up in the coach's box. Just like, nope, handoff. Let's do it. But it is what it is. Uh, USC was the definitive better team, and they're moving on to the Pac-12 championship game. Really good shot of making the playoff. The only other thing I wanted to touch on here, Ben, did you have the sound on for this game? No. Okay. I usually don't, like, when fan base is like, oh, he hates our team, me. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I, I know, Mr. Say, we've said it too, like, Kirk Kerbsheet's so mean to us, maybe, maybe. Uh, Chris Ballard legitimately hates Notre Dame. It was borderline egregious. <laughs> Chris, I hate Chris Fowler in general. So why? I just don't think. I think he. I don't know. He just annoys me when he talk opens his mouth. That makes sense. Was he on the old NCAA football show or NCAA football video game? Uh, yes. I know Brad Nessler sure. was, but did they for replace sure. Brad Nessler with Lee, with? He definitely was Chris Fowler, or did they replace Chris Fowler with Brad Nessler? I don't because the other two were Herb Street and Corso. Yeah, def I know he was in there. I remember his voice, fortunately. Man, you really do have it out for Chris Fowler. I just think he's like I don't know. He just brings opinions into like like that kind of stuff, or he just talks about random shit. I don't know. He's very I don't want to say political because it's not even that. It's just like he talks about other stuff. Like he talks down to people, I feel like. Through the TV, and I want to punch him in his fat forehead. What? So I can say I can't. I'm I'm not allowed to say I hope Dabo pulls a hammy, but you can say I want to punch him in his fat forehead, and we're just yeah. supposed to keep motoring yeah, on. Okay. It probably hurt cool. my hand worse than it hurt his forehead, to be honest. Ben, and then the last game we have to talk about here before we just get into quick rapid fire stuff. Your Mississippi State Bulldogs. My Mississippi State Bulldogs, our Mississippi State Bulldogs, went to that disgusting hellhole that they call Oxford, Mississippi. Came out victorious, 24-22. Granddaddy couldn't buy that one. What a game. What a dumb game. We just come out and You just described the Egg Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, what a – I mean, and to be fair, it was only like a seven on the dumb scale for the Egg Bowl. Any other this was a tame Egg Bowl. Yeah. There, there really... were chairs thrown, and we're just like, oh, yep, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, uh, normal. Uh, yeah, man, this – I was having heart palpitations to the very end. I'll put it that way. How do you feel? I was very content – when we got down 16 to seven. Yeah. And then the heart palpitations started acting up because Will Rogers decided he didn't suck anymore. Uh, let him on a last second touchdown drive to end the first half. And I was like, well, shit, we're only down two going into halftime. Dude, people don't talk about that enough. People don't talk about the drive. Uh, I, I've listened to so much like Mississippi State content over the past week. And it's now officially reached. You know, you know how like 
there was a point in the NBA where everyone called Mike Conley the most underrated player in the NBA yeah, yeah, yeah. to the point where he became an overrated player. Yeah. I've heard every Mississippi State beat writer or just anyone associated with Mississippi State football say that the fumble recovery by Tulu is the most yeah. overlooked play of the game to the point where I'm just yeah. like, okay, it's it's not. We get it. We know how important it was. I think that but, was huge. Yes, very important play. Yeah, in the moment, I think everybody knew how huge that was. That was six going the yeah. other way. Yeah, Otis Reese was very much so about to time up his steps and pick that ball up and score. Yeah, and, like, people were hating on him. And I get it, like, falling the ball. If I'm him, I'm doing the exact same thing. The Like, if you go back and roll and watch the replay, Tulu wasn't even on the no. screen. Whenever he was, ball, like, three yards back. Like, how I definitely would have assumed it's just me. Yeah. Like, two is super fast, and, like, even if he falls on it there, there's a good chance he falls on the out-of-bounds. Like, he falls in part of his body. You know what I mean? Because it was right along the boundary. Mm -hmm. And then it's just no recovery. So, I mean, I'm glad it worked out for us, but I was like, I would have been doing the same thing. I've been looking for a house call. So let's let's go through this game a little bit since this is the one that we care about and the one that we know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, State scores on its opening drive. Makes it 7-3 to at that point. You're feeling pretty good. And then the offense does what the offense has done at numerous times this year and just stalled out for a large chunk of time. Hey, uh, and Austin Williams. Hang on. We'll, we'll get the, we'll get the will. Um, through his wild series of events, AKA three field goals and a <laughs> touchdown to a fat guy. Ole Miss goes up Dude, 16 to seven. Is he related to Derek Pegues? <clears throat> Probably. Eric, every Pegues besides Derek Pegues goes to Ole Miss. I would be willing to bet he's from Batesville, Mississippi. He went uh, to Auburn. He Did he go to Auburn or did he commit to Auburn? Uh, I thought he went to Auburn and then transfer portaled out, but I don't I don't know that for sure. He was, he was a, a tight end. end at one point. Yeah. I think he was a tight end to Auburn and then transferred and they put him at uh, defensive end, I think. So he went, to, he went to Oxford High School, so I was wrong. I mean, that's not – yeah, probably still could be related because that's not far yeah. from Batesville. True. Uh, yeah, hate that dude. Anyways, continue. <clears throat> Goes up 16-7 to seven, uh, on a play that everyone knew was about to happen. Um, and then no. Will Rogers – no, 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 you don't get to do that this week. No, I mean, the defense I, was I, awesome this week. It was. I've never said it wasn't. But Jack Arnett can do no wrong. He's a perfect person <laughs> in the room. They did allow a 99 yard touchdown drive to end the game, but I digress. That's my last bit of Zach Arnett slander because he doesn't deserve it this week. No, he's great, great defensive coordinator. <clears throat> I'm not State mad at scores. Him. I'm mad at people. Go ahead. Yeah. State scores at the end of the half. Will Rogers uh, doesn't run backwards inexplicably. Bang, 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 bang. Steps up in the pocket, finds Tulu, who is awesome, by the way. Nice to uh, see him. Yeah, makes it 16-14 going into halftime. State comes out and dominates the third quarter uh, to a tune of a 0-0 zero to zero ball game. Scores on the 
their first drive going into the fourth. Massimo Biscardi field goal to go up 17-16. This point, you're feeling okay. The, de- <laughs> the defense has been lights out. Um, and then the madness ensues. And I think this is where the Egg Bowl got eggy. That was a backwards pass. Yes. I understand why people would be mad. <laughs> Dude, we would be so mad. But they're so entitled that they think that the, they're mad that the referee didn't screw up in their favor. Correct. It's like that was I mean, backwards pass. Yeah, that's what I've said. Like it was obviously the right call. I get, and I think that's what Lane Kim was pissed about is they blew the whistle. But I still like Jet Johnson was still going to get that ball. I was saying. I don't understand why he didn't pick it up and run. I was thinking it was a backwards pass. Yeah, the whole time the play, like, happened. in live. I was like, grab the ball and run. And if he did that, we would have been pissed because he probably would have ran it and they would have said, oh, the whistle blew. And even if we got the ball, we would have been back there, you know? So It was hilarious that they were basically – like, the call on the field was that no play took place. Dude, when that happened, they were just I... like They were just like, we fucked up. <laughs> Retry. <laughs> Nobody saw anything. First down. I was screaming at my TV when they said that. I was like, there's no no part of that could that be the answer. It has to either be our ball or second down. That's your two options. That's whatever replay stepped in. Like, no, like we have to do something. <laughs> guys, guys. Um and the crazy thing is if they just said it was second down, it probably would have blown over. Does that make sense? Like, it was so yeah. close that I don't think, like, yeah, we probably would have been, like, going back. Oh, that was a backwards pass, but I don't think it would have been that big of a deal. But because they made that weird call and had to review it, that's when all hell broke loose. Um, but, yeah, I think the right call in the end, the whistle thing didn't go either way. But the important thing is, even if they didn't blow the whistle, I don't think the Ole Miss guy's getting it. There's three state guys there and one Ole Miss guy. So, yeah. We also, I think we missed a touchdown. We was it after that where Rara scored or before that? I think it had to be before that because I'm pretty sure we didn't score off that fumble. And that's the no, we did Yeah, Will you Rogers missed it. That's what play. I was going to say about the Moss That's what I thought you were talking about. <clears throat> yeah, Rara scored the wide open touchdown. Yeah, and then caught a cramp and had people throw things at him because why yeah. not, right? Yeah, what is up with that? Uh, just, uh, Katie, I love you, but, like, just look at the school, Ben. I know, but, like, we get, we get drunk and stuff, but we don't throw stuff. Yeah, you would think it's not that hard, but apparently it is quite I just don't remember us, like, any, having a game where we threw shit on the field. We have metal projectiles that we don't throw. Don't they do this at basketball games, too? Uh, they did a couple years ago, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just a problem. Uh, but yeah, we missed that one. And then this is this is the drive that you're thinking of. Yes. So where... we don't score because we, first of all, Dylan Johnson great scored. use of the running backs in the second half. Dylan Johnson and Woody Marks were awesome. Dogs. Awesome. They were so good. They couldn't stay on the field for more than three plays. They were but both they were awesome. hurt. But yeah. golly, they were running hard. And then Dylan Johnson scores a touchdown. Like, I don't, yes. I, he, that's a touchdown. Ball hit the pylon, that's a touchdown. They review it, don't call it a touchdown, which, okay, that's, if it's not a touchdown, how is he 
not down at the at the one inch line. They put the ball at the one yard line. At that moment, when they called it not a touchdown, I knew. In my I didn't head, care in the moment because we were up eight. No, in my head, and I was like, I was, I thought they're gonna hand the ball off to Dylan Johnson again. If he doesn't get it, they're gonna hand the ball off to Dylan Johnson again. If he doesn't get it, they're gonna hand the ball off to Dylan Johnson again. Kick a field goal, bam, two score lead, go home. And Ole Miss is gonna have like two minutes left at that point. Uh, Willie Raj had different ideas, to put it plainly. He uh, pulled the ball. Tried to get outside, immediately fumbled. Like they, uh, that also could have been a scoop and score. By the way, <laughs> the way you said that was so funny. <laughs> I mean, there was. He took three. He took a step and a half, and bam, balls on the ground. Out of the pocket, immediately fumbled. Oh, <laughs> it was so bad. He couldn't even fall down without fumbling it. He threw two picks and had two fumbles, right? No, he threw a pick and had two fumbles and then got saved of a third by Tulu that we talked about. He he really could have done some damage to the fan base. On yeah, I was ready to call collusion if we lost this game because he grew up an Ole Miss fan. Mississippi State was the better team basically from midway through the second quarter all the way on and like by a pretty substantial margin should have been up two scores at least. Um, ended up winning by two. And that brings us to this drive that we've been talking about where Will Rogers fumbles, Ole Miss goes 99 yards. By the way, fourth down pass with, uh, I can't remember the guy's name that caught it, but Jackie Matthews was all over him. Nice pass, nice catch. Uh, At that point, I was like, yep, they're scoring. (laughs) Yeah, Dart got nailed too as he was throwing it. Uh, Yeah. I thought you are right at that time. I was like, oh, no. They went straight down, scored. Dude was wide open. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most helpless feeling. Dayton Wade. I think his name was Dayton Wade. You see that ball in the air, and you're just like, we're just waiting. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, yeah, so. 24-22. The Ole Miss has so. to go for two. Call timeout. For what, I've yet to figure out. Line back up again. Lane calls the second time out. So at this point, you say if you don't get this ball and you don't get the odds, if you don't get this two point conversion and you don't get the odds, like, hey, this game's over. And uh, Ben, uh, I'll be damned if they didn't get the two point conversion and then didn't get the onside kick. This was wild. This is one of the wilder things of the night to me. For someone that's more- a good coach, Lane's an idiot. What's more important in that moment, getting the exact right play call or having three timeouts in case you don't get it? Especially if the play call you're setting up is a shuttle pass. Is it shuttle or shovel? Shovel? Okay, I thought you said, yeah. I thought it was was Uh, shovel. I thought you said shuttle. I have mush mouth, so it could have just been. I I think I've heard other people call it shuttle pass, too. But anyways. Uh, I mean, to be fair, that play happened is was setting up beautifully and was going to go if uh, what's his name, uh, Randy Charlton. Charlton, yeah, doesn't have a hand the size of my face. What a play! So, 
outside of the taking the two timeouts to call it, I do have two qualms with that play. A, you have the best running back in the SEC. Not that night. Zach Arnett defense, baby. Dude, he got stuffed all night. We got him to like 78 rushing yards or something. B, you were trying to get the ball to the guy who did not want to catch a pass all night. <laughs> Jonathan Mingo got lit up in the first quarter by Jalen Green and never thought about catching a ball again. Also, shout out Malik Keith, 0 3 neg balls all time. LOL. I hate to see it, man. <laughs> Such a shame. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Hate that dude. He had a couple drops too. <laughs> Oh, God. So, State wins 24-22. It's great. Everyone goes home happy. It was a mm-hmm. fantastic weekend. Almost people were so were so ready to get rid of Lane Kiffin after that game, too. They are the biggest bunch of hypocrites. They spent a week talking about, well, I'm glad Lane's going to go. Then as soon as he came back, they're like, we have the resources to be a dynasty. I'm like, dude, you haven't won anything since the 60s. And those are fake. Yeah, you have a banner for 2013 SEC championship, in which you did not go to Atlanta. It was funny watching them change their tune. I'll say that. All right. We can't go too much further down this rabbit hole without, first of all, on the Mississippi State side, we had a lot of fun. We out, we out on the quarterback. I'm out. It's all your season, baby. I think at the very least, you got to look. Yeah, I mean, he's just the least pocket-aware quarterback I've ever seen in my life. He just stands there. And then when he runs, like, he has cement blocks in his shoes. He runs 180 degrees back. For people at home, I'm pointing backwards. Yeah, he just, like, just, I don't know. It's so frustrating to watch. And, yeah, I mean, he makes good decisions, but it's not like he has a rocket or, a, you know, for an arm. He's got a decent arm. I wouldn't even, like, I don't know how many, I don't know if I'd say he makes good decisions. I mean, I think he. That, that, that interception he threw was bad, dude. Like, there was no shot Agreed. of completing that. Agreed. And then that's but the drive that they ended up scoring on. These, this whole offense is predicated on, knowing what wide receiver is going to do. Does that make sense? So, like, it's not a play call. Yeah, he's got it's that part a, down. Yeah, and so in some of those, not necessarily that one, but a lot, some of those picks were a guy moved away from the zone. So he threw it to the right side of the guy, and he went left. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So no, I, think he, I think he does, but I don't think that <clears> – I think there's a ton of guys out there that can do that. Does that make sense? Like, give them – an offseason with Mike Leach, and I think they can master that, too. We say that, but every time Sawyer gets in the game, he looks like doo-doo. He also is coming off the bench cold. I mean, let's give, yeah. give the man the reins. Yeah. Uh, I'm or kind of with you. Like, if we'll if – we'll, mm, I've talked too much shit about Luke Altmeyer. He's just a better version of Will Rogers. With a longer neck. Does have a long neck. He's mobile. I'm with you. I 
if they bring Will back next year, I'd be like, okay, cool. They're going to be an eight and four football team, uh, which is fine. But like, there's opportunity there for a lot more that you're not getting out of the quarterback position. I agree. Uh, like I said, um, I don't hate the dude. I think it's, it's almost like the Joe Moorhead thing. Like, I yeah. feel like he's a cool dude. Yeah. I would I would like hanging out with him, but I don't want him to be my quarterback any longer. Okay. Now that we've had our little bit of sadness, by the way, not sad boy day today. Um, so thankful yeah. for that. Ha- happy boy day. It's it's time to have the discourse on Lane Kiffin. That dude wanted out so bad. And we're going to get to Auburn in a second, but first of all, Lane, can you beat someone good for once? <laughs> and then <laughs> the rumor is like he was asking for like 10 million, 10 million a year, and it just kind of backfired on him. He got it from Ole Miss somehow privately, but uh, I, I hate the the whole like after the game, he was like, I was, this is all distraction. I was never going to leave whenever. There were several very real reports of him interviewing, like, during the week. And then it took him an an additional – it took him an additional four days after he announced he was going to sign the extension to uh, actually sign the extension. And then him getting mad at John Sokoloff, like this dude has five thousand followers and lives in Columbus, Mississippi, and you let him ruin your week. Yeah, that was the most. That was crazy. That he went so hard at that kid. Um, I don't know. It's it, it was one of those things where like Lane Kiffin has spent the last two years. Well, really more than that, he spent the last what three years at Florida Atlantic, and then year and. 11 months in Oxford rehabbing his image. And then uh, it's like, oh, shocker, I, I'm still the same dude. Like, I'm going to jump very, very soon. Two years and 11 months, right? No, this was only the second year in Ole Miss, wasn't it? I Maybe I've just blocked out the Lane Kiffin years. Luke got fired after the Moorhead Egg Bowl. That Moorhead and Luke got fired at the same time, so I think they got fired. Nineteen to so twenty, and... yeah. The yeah, the COVID season doesn't count. Okay, I was just really confused when you said that. It like threw my mind for a loop. Uh, yeah, because I think him and Leach got fired in the same or hired in the same cycle. <laughs> they did because Ole Miss yeah. fans said that we were trying to grab headlines from them because they can't, you know. We're the obsessed ones, but everything we do is in response to them being so great and awesome and wonderful and God's gift to humanity. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with everything you said. I mean, I think he was obviously looking. He was going to go. Something happened, a.k.a. asked for too much money. Uh, Ole Miss fans were ready to get rid of him, and then they were you know, yelling that he was never going anywhere. It's just a huge – it's just hilarious to watch. Now their their spin is that they have ten million dollars in NIL funding. I'm just fine. cool, dude. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember but that Mary Flipmas tweet, Lane? Was that a funny tweet that you sent? 
You flipped MJ Daniels, who just entered the portal for the second time, you fucking loser. <laughs> All right, what's next? He spent, a, he spent a week on Twitter just flaming John Sokoloff and tweeting out memes and then lost the ankle. Yeah. When Mr. State's quarterback actively tried to give him the game. And then he blamed John Sokoloff for the loss, basically. Yeah. <laughs> what a tool. I'm glad he's coming back. You know Can't the, wait to kick his ass know, again next year. You know what the good thing is, is? We won, so we can just laugh at all this. We did win. Oh, I've had a great week. All right. Get a whole Other year. rivalry week. Yeah. Other rivalry week stuff we got to get to, Ben. Arkansas lost again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, you just hate to see it. Missouri, baby. Yeah, their fans keep saying, we don't care about Missouri. It's not a rivalry. I'm like, you damn sure it ain't. You know what's worse? LSU lost. LSU did lose. Why is that worse? Just that they to lost? A&M. I don't care about that. Arkansas lost. That's funny. Yeah, but a <laughs> and Yeah, but Arkansas was ranked seventh in the country like six weeks ago and thought they were hot shit. That's fair. AM was ranked, was ranked like sixth in the country. They're not even to start the game. season. Uh, I saw I already saw a tweet talking about AM's talent coming in and all this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm like, are we gonna do this again? Yeah, run it back. Uh Alabama won the Iron Bowl. Big shocker there. Push lame. Washington won the Apple Cup. Michael Penix looked good. He did. They put up, what, 52 or something like that? Yeah. And then this next one, Busby. Purdue, you called your shot. Purdue Big Ten West champs. Let's go. Shock the world. And they they win the old Oaken Bucket. Let's go. That's the most important part. (laughs) Oregon State wins. It's not the Civil War. It's not the Civil Conflict. I can't remember what it is anymore. But they won it. That they was beat a crazy Oregon. game. Uh, Dan Landing has got to be a moron. They were up thirty-one to ten, and like with like two minutes, three minutes left in the third quarter, <laughs> for it on like their own twenty-five yard line, with the lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, after they had come back and made it like it was thirty-one twenty-eight at that point, or something like that. Yeah, no, something thirty-four thirty-one or something like that. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, NC State, yeah, NC State beat UNC. Uh, Dave Jordan had some very fun things to say. I love that, dude. It was it was great. I was rooting for North Carolina because best jerseys in football, but that was hilarious. And I, I, I that's that. what rivalries are all about. Yeah, we were looking at when didn't we look at him when Dave Jordan. Uh, he yeah. was almost the old Miss head coach. Yeah, I thought we looked at him when we looked at Leach. Um, I would love that guy as our head coach. Yeah. Imagine things if he said FSU. that about UNC. Imagine what he would say about Ole Miss. Oh God. Um, where where was it? FSU, your beloved Seminoles beat Florida. Florida ends the year at six and six. Jordan Travis. Looking good, man. Dude, 
there was a play down in the red zone where he should have been sacked like three times and ran it for it to oh my that dude problem. Minnesota wins the Paul Bunyan Axe over Wisconsin, who had a fantastic week and a loss somehow, which we'll get to here here shortly. But huge. Yep. And then lastly, Kentucky Dibby Louisville, which is the only thing Kentucky can do right at this point. So Will Levis declared for the draft today as if there was any doubt that he was going to whenever everyone has him projected as a top 15 pick for being a bad quarterback somehow. Future Indianapolis Colt. Can we stop doing that? <laughs> dude, if it happens, I swear, dude. That's going to be peak podcast. The college football playoff rankings came out last night. <laughs> you have a top four, no shocker here, of Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. With the five and six being Ohio State and Alabama. Any of this surprising to you? No. Um, Alabama shouldn't be ahead of Tennessee, but they're Alabama, so they're going to be. Yep. It's just one of those things that uh, I've accepted at this point. Who do you think wins on a neutral site right now? Between Alabama and Tennessee? Yeah. Probably Alabama. I mean, Bryce Young I is think the better than injury. Yeah, Bryce Young is better than Joe Milton. So, yeah, I don't know if they're taking it into effect. And that's the only thing I would say. I mean, obviously they beat them on the field, so they should be ranked ahead. Tennessee should be ranked ahead, but maybe they're looking at that. Um, but how hard is LSU punching the air right now? Why would they be upset? Because they're, they're not going to beat Georgia anyway. What's it matter? They could have ended up mattering. They just lost to Texas A&M. They weren't going to beat Georgia. There's always a chance, Busby. All right. Question, Ben. Is TCU – two questions, actually. Is TCU in regardless of what happens on Saturday? I hope so. I think they are, as long as they don't get blown out. They should be. Question, if USC loses – does Ohio State or Alabama jump them? Probably. I think Ohio State does. I think Ohio State does too, and I don't know how I feel about it. I agree. Uh, that puts USC with three losses. I mean... No, that puts USC with two losses. Sorry. They lost to Utah. Utah. Oh, I was I was thinking about Oregon losing to Washington. That's my bad. Uh yeah. I don't know, man. Two losses to youth the same team. I th- yeah, I think you had to put Ohio State in. The last time we saw Ohio State play, they got beat by three scores by their rival in their home stadium. So imagine TCU loses, USC loses. You get your Big Ten SEC Invitational? 
Yeah, so does Ohio State go up to three and then you have Michigan and Ohio State? No, they would probably put Alabama at three and put Michigan at, or put Ohio State at four. They wouldn't want Just to Just to avoid that. that? Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Watching them gymnastics they have to pull to explain it. All right. So now, Ben, we've come to the last little bit of college football news from the weekend. We have coaching searches slash hirings. Biggest one and the one that I am the most shocked by and the one that I think is the best hire. I don't know how you feel, but I would imagine we're in agreement here. Luke Fickle to Wisconsin, leaving Cincinnati. Got to be the biggest one. I mean, he's definitely the biggest name that was hired, I would say. And he's in Wisconsin, what, second best job, not even, that was open, would you say? That was open? Are we counting the Auburn job as open? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then, yeah, probably. You put him over Nebraska, I guess. I guess. Probably pretty equal, all things considered. Busby, if you turn and look at that freaking TV one more time. The Grizzlies are on. I know the Grizzlies are on. The replays of the game will be on after this. Matt Rule got hired by Nebraska. <laughs> Uh, yeah. How's that for a transition for your skinny ass? <laughs> Everybody kind of saw this one coming. Oh, my God. He can't stand I, it, guys. I, I, you guys, listen, 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 listeners. I don't know. Have we named our listeners? We haven't. The bees? Like bumblebees? Uh, anyways, this man has turned around to watch the Grizzlies game no less than 45 times. Am I not still paying attention? Barely. Look at you. You can't even look at me. I don't want to look at you. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I don't I know think why you have two monitors. Good, I don't know why you just put the game on the monitor next to you. That way yeah, you just be looking for the entire time. I, don't know. I feel like Bally Sports is going to send some weird virus to my computer or something. You're cool I don't trust TV. it. Yeah, I don't care about that. Okay, well, anyways. Back to this. Matt Rule, yeah, cool, whatever. I think he'll do well there. I'll be honest. I know a lot of people are I saying... I like it. I mean, he's re- he rebuilt Temple and he rebuilt Baylor. Granted, at Baylor, you have, you know, the advantage of being in Texas, but they were coming off of a big-time oopsie-doopsie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, so I like that one. What's next? What you got next for me? Kenny Dillingham to Arizona State. I uh, I don't know. He he's like 32. I don't cool. That's crazy. Offensive coordinator from Oregon. It's like us um, coaching a team. Brent Key, who is the interim head coach at Georgia Tech, ended up getting that job. Good for him. David Shaw stepped down at Stanford. Uh, he's been there for 12 years, I believe. I just I missed this completely. <laughs> yeah, winning his coach in Stanford history. Stepped down over the weekend. They probably don't relate. So there's him, another. Right? So now you have Cincinnati open. You have Stanford open. Surely probably, the reason he stepped down was because they were probably like, we don't want to. Yeah, it was one of those like hush-hush sort of deals. Like, like hey, we respect like, you. We're not going to fire you, but you got to go. 
Is that how Dion? Kirk Ferentz is going to go? No, that dude's going to die on the sideline. Brian's going to carry him out. The Dion sweepstakes are heating up. There's a report today that he's choosing between Colorado, USF, and Cincinnati. I I don't know how substantial that is, but it's fun to speculate at least. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, good for him. He's done a really good job at Jackson State. So, yeah, I'd like to see uh, him and then in Cincinnati, Colorado. Go Buffs. And then lastly, the good Reverend Freezes Christ. Hugh Freeze is back in our life. You're right. <laughs> this is crazy, man. <laughs> is it really that crazy? It's this, we live in we live in a simulation, Busby. We live in a world where John Cohen just turned down Lane Kiffin to hire Hugh Freeze at Auburn again. I don't think John Cohen turned down anyone or hired anyone. I hate him. I, I know. I know he's the AD. So technically it's tied to him. I'm saying I don't think this was his hire. But he's going to go down with the ship whenever this inevitably sinks. He's I already can't believe they didn't allow him to, Yeah, they didn't allow him to take questions. John Cohen. Yeah, at the presser. Yeah. What a loser. What a pansy. What a we don't even want him anymore. You have no guts. No. We have no AD and we're still doing way better. Yeah. That was the lamest trash talk I've ever had, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's better than you. Yeah, you're not even good at your job. <laughs> <laughs> Who are by the way, who are we going to get for ID? We just like skipping over <laughs> that whole thing. Good, that's a good question. I, I don't I know. Hadn't, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that in a little bit. Uh, we just kind of skipping that, just kind of seeing how everything goes with that one. Oh God, Hugh Freeze is the only person in America that can like ruin his career twice by calling escorts and uh, DMing victims of sexual assault and all this other weirdo stuff and get a raise out of it because he beat Alabama 10 years ago. Yeah, he like, lost his last three games of the season to Yukon, Virginia Tech, and New Mexico State and got a $3.5 million raise. Like, I'm cool with the whole, like, we all make mistakes. I agree. We all make mistakes. I'm not perfect. Mr. Eric right here is not perfect. None of us are. We've all made bad mistakes. If we had our personal, like he would say, if we had our personal life aired out, there would be a lot of judgment. But hey, man. That's like, bullshit, though. Like he's just saying, let, no, he how, uses let, religion let as a disguise. Let me, let, me, let me finish. Let me finish. Hey, man. I get it. I may do some stuff here and there. I'm not using my work phone to call hookers. Hey, man, I'm not DMing people that have for real sexual assault stuff against them, asking them why they're saying something because my buddy over here goes to church with me. Like, there's levels to this shit. 
There was a rumor yesterday after the or during the press conference that Auburn put in his contract that he no longer has access to his own social media. It is controlled by them. And whether that's true or not, the fact that people can believe that really <laughs> easily and that you have to hire a PR firm because of the backlash of this dude, uh, not a good look. Maybe you shouldn't be in business with this guy. Yeah, also, I mean, he looks like the Oregon State mascot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying anybody's worth it, but like if Nick Saban had all this stuff, but he was available and you could get him, yeah, cool. Like, this is Hugh Freeze. Like, what was his, what was that team he had them with? He went five and seven with uh, DK, never went to a bowl game with DK, and AJ, AJ Brown, Brown, Dawson Knox. Uh, yeah, those guys for sure. There's some other dudes on that team too. Um, Matt Corral. No, no, that was after him, huh? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think Jordan Tiamu was that quarterback. Shea Patterson. Shit, the legend of Shea Patterson. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he won yeah, so I just should have been the first man. clue. Oh. Okay, I gotta remember that. Um, yeah, so I just want to get. I don't think he's worth. Uh, so I'm watching a show called Below Deck, and there's a girl on there. She works on the boat, but she said she's from Mississippi somewhere. But she dated an Ole Miss quarterback, and there's a picture that they showed, and she's like leaning over in Vault Hemingway, hugging him. His face is blurred up. His jersey says twenty. Oh, Shea Patterson. Yeah, I couldn't remember. He was like, Matt Carroll's like, no, he's wearing number twenty. I don't know who wore number twenty. Shea Patterson. It's a good call. Maybe I am obsessed. Maybe they got me pegged down there. Not sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I just don't think he's worth the backlash and the risk. I mean. He's going to win games. It's just, do you want to put over this license? Like, I think Cadillac was going to be, I think it was a no-brainer. I know it's not like. You, you couldn't hire Cadillac. He was a running I back think, coach. You're not going to get promoted yeah, from but, running back coach to head coach. What has Ed Orderon done? What has he shown can happen? He won a national championship. Yeah, is he? Do you think he's a better coach than Cadillac? I think he had better coordinators than Cadillac would have. Exactly. I think Cadillac. Well, I think they could have spent all their money on coordinators. They could have paid people out the ass. Cadillac would have worked for cheap, and he represents them well. Has the opposite PR of Hugh Freeze. I just think it would have been. And then if they, he doesn't do well, it's him. okay. Yeah, dude, he was on. Yeah, I think they should have hired him easily, and then pulled in some Man, coordinator. I'm... What? I was going to let you keep going. Well, they did keep him on as associate head coach, which was a good yeah. move. But yeah, we'll see. I did want to bring back an old fan favorite of ours. Uh, yes. Bad, bad tweet of the day. But between the Hugh Freeze stuff and the coaching searches and the Egg Bowl, there's just too many to count. So I will just direct people to Will Herring's Twitter account and just watch his video. Talking about man of integrity, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, that was a wild video. Just all together. Yeah. So, 
All right, guys, this is going to wrap us up for the first half of the podcast. Stick with us to the break. We'll have our college football championship picks coming up. And uh, might talk some little kick at hoops. NFL? I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll see y'all soon. All right, everyone, welcome back to the B-Team Podcast. Ben, you did make up some ground last week. One you game. made up a game. Yep, love that. Rome wasn't built in a day, Benjamin. Why now we not? have I would look. 10 college football championship games coming your way this week. I don't know half these teams, so... <laughs> We'll start off. This is all in uh, uh, what am I trying to think of, Ben? I don't know what, what kind of order is this in. Uh, sequential. Yes, that is a word that I know. This is all in sequential order. First game, Ben. We have North Texas, the Mean Green, taking on the UTSA Roadrunners. UTSA is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. A lot of points. That is a lot of points. Also, I just realized that I didn't do what I said I was going to do this week and that I was going to text you right before the podcast my picks so that I couldn't switch them. So I guess that's for next week. (laughs) But, yes, go ahead. A lot of points. You're picking first every time. Yeah, I don't know. I'm taking a lot of points for a reason, right? UTSA minus eight-and-a-half. Come on. Uh, yeah, sure. Give me uh, North Texas. <laughs> you just said yeah, fun sure, fact. and didn't follow it up with anything. Fun, fun fact: my aunt and uncle live in Longview, Texas, and I went to a North Texas game when I was like in middle school. The Mean Green Dog. Mm-hmm. Had pretty good seats. All right. This game in Las Vegas, we have Utah at USC. Big game for the pod. Our social media manager tweeted out today a clip from whatever episode we did our Pac-12 preview. Or I said USC was going to lose. Oh, good call. USC was going to lose in the regular season of Utah and then avenge the loss in the Pac-12 championship game. I am one win away from that being reality. And Ben called me dumb. Yeah, I did call you dumb. That was I was listening back, and that shocked me at the end of that clip. And I was just like, "Yeah, it's dumb." Like, who am I to say that's dumb? We didn't know anything. You called the so for the program. I'm taking USC. I have to. Nah, give me the Utes. Play spoiler. Give us the biggest poopy playoff of all time. In the Big Twelve title game, probably the one I'm actually most looking forward to watching. I don't know, maybe USC Utah. Uh, Kansas State plays TCU. TCU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I don't see why I shouldn't ride the Horn Frogs. I'm going I'm to keep the train rolling. You're taking them, too? I want to. Kansas State can play spoiler. They should have beaten them previously. Yeah, give me Kansas State. You talked me into it, Busby. Busby's going to be up 37 games after this week somehow. Next, we have Coastal Carolina versus Troy, a.k.a. Ole Miss's best win this year. Troy is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. What a shot. That was a good one. 
Thank you. All right, who you taking? Coastal Carolina got blasted in their last game of the season by James Madison. Uh, Troy went ten and two. I'll take Troy with the points, eight and a half. Bounce back, Chanticleers. Uh, do you think I people just, remember him know. winning the baseball championship? Baseball won. I mean, do people remember Fresno State winning it? Do people remember us winning it? Yes, they do. I'm just saying, like, people don't pay attention to college baseball. It was the joke. LSU versus Georgia. Georgia's a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I'm actually going to take LSU to cover here. See, see, everybody's down on LSU. They lost to a Everybody's down on Georgia. They haven't looked good. Georgia's about to come out and pound them. Give me Georgia. They are going to decimate them. Let's be. I'm scared. <laughs> do Do you believe that? I mean, Those you are, very well could be right. I believe that, but I, now I've said that on the pod. I know that clip's going to come out when LSU beats them. LSU's not beating Georgia. We'll post this whole thing. We'll record a whole episode talking about how wrong we were if that happens. Southern, just Southern, is playing Jackson State in the SWAC championship. Jackson State is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite. Dion looking elsewhere. True. Uh, I'll take Southern plus the what seventeen and a half. I'll take I'll take Dion. Dion's the kind of guy that'll run it up. Next, we have Fresno State versus Boise State. Boise is a three point favorite. I will take the Smurf turf. I'll take Boise minus three. Give me uh, Fresno. Yeah, I guess give me Fresno. Why not? UCF at Tulane. UCF has already won at Tulane this year. Could Tulane's head coach be looking elsewhere? Is the team bought in? I say yes. So I will take Tulane to cover again, which I screwed up a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, yeah, Tulane's look good, but UCF is sneaky. So I'll I'll take UCF here. I don't hate that. This next one, Clemson and UNC. Clemson minus seven and a half. UNC's look like ass cheeks for two straight weeks now, but Clemson also is stinky. I don't and know. This is D- going to be a bad. He says DJ starts. This is going to be a bad pick. I already know it, but I'm taking Clemson. Give me Drake May. Better quarterback. I'll take him. I thought you were going to go on like a Papa John's thing. <laughs> better quarterback, better colors, Papa John's. Uh, Purdue versus Michigan. Can your spoiler makers do it, Penn? Probably I'm gonna not. give it to you. I'll take Michigan. Yeah, I'm I'm taking I gotta ride with my boys. I don't think they can win, but they can keep it in 17. 
All right. Did Ohio State Again. beat them seventeen? No, they lost by twenty-two. Oh, great! Yeah, Purdue's better than Ohio State. Uh, so again, we have everything different. Which yeah. I, I guess is so just you, your your thing now. You could you could be up eighteen, or I could be up two. Probably yep. you'll be up eight. All right, rapid fire to wrap this thing up, Ben, because we've gone longer than usual tonight. World Cup. U.S. men's national team advances to the round of 16. I've actually watched quite a bit of it, which is impressive for me. Fun stuff. I don't know what I'm watching half the time. Yeah, I haven't been able to watch it because it's at freaking 1 o'clock in the afternoon. During work They're playing day. in Qatar, and yeah. they can't play during the day because it's 194 degrees outside. I can watch Saturday, though, which means we'll probably lose. So Yeah, Saturday, 9 a.m., Early drinking, quick drunken. I'm in. Deshaun Watson makes his debut this week. Disgusting. Anybody that would have him in fantasy football is a disgusting human being. I picked him up in two other leagues today. <laughs> I beat you in our ESPN league last week, by the way. Oh, doesn't, congrats. Doesn't matter because my team's I can't make playoffs, and you're locked for the playoffs. But still, beat you. College basketball is still raging on, and uh, I'm kind of starting to feel things, Benjamin. Good, good chance of being 12 and 0 entering SEC play. Yeah, they got to get past Minnesota and Drake. I think of their last two non-conference tests. And then this is one that only me and you will care about, and like two other people. Uh, Emmanuel Forbes did not make the finalist list for the Thorpe Award. Oh, um, sure. Can you explain? No. It, like, it doesn't make any sense. He has the most pick sixes in SEC history. Uh, in Division One history. Yeah, Division One history. I was going to say that. Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. But it is what it is. Everybody and he has he has more picks this year than the other three guys combined. Yeah. So whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. Ben, do you have anything you want to talk about to wrap this thing up? Not really. Uh, looking forward to championship weekend. Get to watch some soccer. It is called soccer, by the way, on Saturday. Um, we didn't tie England to call it football. Yeah, exactly. England, England just can't beat us in soccer, huh? Um, Such a shame. And, yeah, I don't I don't have a ton. Um Next week we'll we'll know where we're going in a bowl game. Probably gonna be somewhere in my home state now in Florida. So we'll see. Are you gonna go? Maybe. Depends. Probably not. Maybe. The problem is it's like, yeah, it's in Florida, but everywhere in Florida is still like a five hour drive. Yeah, you are in that weird little unsweet spot. Yeah, I'm like still in basically Alabama. But, yeah, we'll see. So, all right. Well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. We hope that uh, if you're an old Miss fan listening, you've enjoyed this one. I know <laughs> I did. But you make it next week whenever Ben's down 15 games because he just keeps going the opposite of me. But I can't wait till I win all of them. <laughs> one day it's going to happen. All right. All right. Like I said, see you all again next week.
Bye.